بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد ونسلی اللہ رسول الکریم اما بعد الحمد للہ جنائی از دا آف جولائی ان دی ایئر ٹو تھاؤزنڈ اینڈ ٹوینٹی سیدنا عبداللہ ابن مسعود رضی اللہ عنہ اور ہم دی سیکشن ویل ایم مینشننگ ناؤ ہز بلیسڈ نیم جورنگ دی خلیفت اف سیدنا عثمان رضی اللہ سو دی نیکسٹ سیکشن انٹائٹلڈ ہز ڈیفرنگ ود دی امیر المؤمنین سیدنا عثمان رضی اللہ ود ریگارڈز ٹو دی ریسائٹل اور بینگ اپوائنٹڈ ود دی ٹاسک اف دی ٹرانسکرپشن اف دی قران So undoubtedly, one of Sayyidina Uthman radiyallahu's outstanding services to the glorious deen was his role in the divine promise to preserve the holy book of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As is known, originally the holy Quran was revealed in seven recitals or modes. So in Sayyid Bukhari al-Muslim, Abdullah ibn Abbas, مسلم This was the request of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, i.e. that the Qur'an be given to him in another recital, i.e. akirat. And when he had memorized or it was placed in his blessed heart, another one was given. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, until seven were completed. These recitals were initially not well known. For Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu he said in Sayyih Bukhari number 2410 I once heard a person reciting a particular verse different to the way I had learned from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Thus I took him by the hand and I brought him to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and I mentioned this to him I thereupon recognized signs of displeasure upon his face and he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Both are correct. Do not differ. Indeed, those who came before you differed and they were destroyed. So here in this flawless report in Sayyid Bukhari, even the great Ibn Mas'ud initially, he wasn't fully conversant with the different disciples. And he actually thought another companion had recited a verse incorrectly. When he took him to the Prophet sallallahu the Prophet's initial reaction was displeasure. Why? Because there was disunity. He goes, both are correct. Don't differ. Those who came before you differed and they were destroyed. The glorious Quran thus continued to be read according to the seven blessed modes until around midway through Uthman radiyallahu's khalifat. When suddenly some confusion arose in the outlying provinces, concerning the Quranic recitation. So what's happened to Islam has spread now into the various lands 
and the recitals were well known to the Arabs. I, they knew that this was a particular recital. But now, with the new Muslims entering Islam who weren't conversant with this, they started to confuse either recitals. Not only this, some Arabic tribes had also now ignorantly begin to boast about the superiority of their own recital and a rivalry thus began to develop. So this is very dangerous because all of the Qur'an, no matter what recital is Qur'an, you can't say one is better than the other. And some of the Arabs start actually saying our recital is superior. If this was not all, another factor was some new Muslims also began mixing the various forms of recitation out of ignorance. So news of all these developments reached back to the noble Amir al-Mu'mineen in Al-Madina. Thus a group of noble companions, headed most significantly by the keeper of secrets, Sayyidina Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman radiyallahumma, who were then stationed in Iraq waging jihad, they came rushing back to the capital in Al-Madina with an urgent request to see the Amir al-Mu'mineen. So this puts it in perspective. To leave a campaign to come back shows that this must have been even more important. So this again is very important to highlight that they came during jihad back to Al-Madina. And most significantly, the keeper of secrets, the one who knew the hypocrites, he was heading the contingent. In Tirmidhi, number 3115, Hassan Sahih, in the chapter on the tafsir of the Qur'an, Sayyidina Anas, he said, radiyallahu, Hudayfa radiyallahu, who came to Uthman ibn Affan, radiyallahu, he had been fighting against the people of Syria alongside the people of Iraq in the conquest of Armenia and Azerbaijan. So just to add, where is this? So if you go to the north of the Arabian Peninsula, slightly to the east, Armenia has Turkey to its west, Georgia to its north, Azerbaijan to its east and Iran to its south. So it's Middle Earth. So the campaigns were taking place there. The Syrian and the Iraqi Muslims were fighting. Hudayfa who had observed the difference in reading the Quran amongst them. He thereupon said to Uthman ibn Affan Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen Check this Ummah before they differ on the book as the Jews and Christians have differed. So here this explains it was during the campaigns, i.e. in the uh, our conquest of Armenia, that part of the world, they came rushing back. They go, check the Muslims, are they differing with regards to the Qur'an? So here, Hafiz ibn Taymiyyah, in his Iqtida al-Sirat al-Mustaqim, 1-127-8, he said, This is why Sayyidina Hudayfa, when he noted how the Syrians disputed with the Iraqis about the Quranic wordings in a manner prohibited by Rasulullah said to Uthman instruct this Ummah not to differ about the book as the nations before us differed. So here this is the clarification. So Hafiz ibn Taymiyyah, he said that they were reciting the Quran in a prohibited manner, meaning they were mixing the recitals up. And this is why the Amir al-Mu'minin was alerted. In a more detailed report, there's further clarification. 
In Sayyid Bukhari and Mishkat, Sayyidina Anas radiyallahu he said, Hudayfa radiyallahu said to Uthman radiyallahu, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen radiyallahu, set the people right before they differ about the book like the Jews and the Christians did about theirs. Uthman radiyallahu then sent a messenger to the mother of the believers, Hafsa radiyallahu, asking her to send the original Mus'haf to him so that it could be copied into several compilations for the outlying provinces that it would be returned to her. Those Hafsa radiyallahu sent it to Uthman. So these are the steps. So what was the first thing that Uthman did radiyallahu when he was alerted? He got the original Mus'haf. So this was the Mus'haf that was compiled by the Committee of Companions during Abu Bakr's Khalifat i.e. during the apostasy wars when many of the Hafiz were martyred. So this was the original mother copy. So he asked respectfully for that original copy and several compilations were made, meaning the hundred further copies. Then the original was given back to Hafsa. Uthman radiyallahu then ordered again Zayd ibn Thabit, Abdullah ibn Zubair, Sa'id ibn al-As, and Abdullah ibn Harith ibn Hisham radiyallahu ta'ala anhum to make copies. They just copied it into several scripts. So these were the individuals who were ordered to do it. The original Zayd ibn Thabit, who Abu Bakr had appointed originally radiyallahu, uh, the great Ibn Zubair, the great uh, Umayyad companion Sa'id ibn al-As, and Abdullah ibn Harith ibn Hisham. Uthman radiyallahu then ordered them to write the copies in the recital of the Quraysh with consensus on this point reached at with other companions. So this is commentary. So this is important. So what was the command? So he got the companions, original copy, make copies, but now it's only in the Quraysh. They did accordingly. Then Uthman radiyallahu returned the original compilation to Hafsa radiyallahu. He then sent one copy out of what they had copied, i.e. together with the Qari, a perfect reciter and memorizer of the Qur'an to every province, and passed orders regarding what is besides it to be burnt, i.e. respectfully. So this is the hadith in Sayyid Bukhari. So again, not very simple clarification, nothing too deep. Uthman used the original copy. He used the same noble souls or most of them who were involved in the original copy. Then he told a Qari, a perfect Qari, to go with each copy to the various provinces with the command that any other scripture which has been written has to be respectfully erased. <laughs> the Hadith says burnt, and you can't burn the Quran respectfully, but get rid of anything else. Indeed, specifically with regards to the command to respectfully burn the Quran, Mus'ab ibn Sa'ad had said, I met the companions of Rasulullah when Uthman burned the Mus'hafs and saw that they approved of this action on his part. There was no objection. This is in Bukhari in his Tariq as-Sahir 1-94 with a chain Hassan Lighayri. So This is important. If there was any objections to the burning of the Quran, then you could say, it is better to avoid burning because though the Amir al-Mu'mineen gave the command, some of the companions differed. But the authentic report mentions none of them differed. 
In fact, it says they approved. So now this is important. Why? Because a person goes, but fire, isn't fire used as a punishment? And the response is, we don't use logic. The companions agreed to this. So again, respectfully, you can burn copies of the Quran. Obviously, you don't put it in a bin. It's not for the land you burn it. You put it maybe in a clean piece, uh, piece of ground and you respectfully set it alight and the wind scatters the ash, no problem. You can bury it. You can also put it into, the, into a clean uh, body of water. Those with Sayyidina Hudayfa radiyallahu's timely warning, Sayyidina Uthman radiyallahu then made arrangements to codify the glorious Quran into the Quraysh dialect and thus save the Ummah from any further dissensions with regards to the Quran. So now this is very important to highlight. The other recitals are still preserved. But the vast majority of Muslims recite now only from the Quraysh recital. So this is what's important. We don't say the other six have now been lost. Astaghfirullah. It's Quran. It's preserved. Allah Ta'ala has promised to preserve his, his book. But the most popular recital is the recital of the Quraysh. Why? Because Amir al-Mu'mini deemed that to be the, the better course. So to avoid any dissension. So this is very briefly what happened with regards to the preservation of the Qur'an. Subhanallah, it is here that the accursed Rawafid and mischief mongers once again raise a human cry and they state, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, he was not happy with the compilation of the Qur'an done by Uthman, radiyallahu. To show this, he did not allow his own transcription to be burnt. So this is the objection. And believe it or not, it's resurfaced again. <laughs> Look how this fitna just goes around in circles. So what do they say? And think about this. First of all, the Rawafid. Well, Ibn Masood is not even a righteous companion. Why are you quoting him now? <laughs> According to you. So that's the first thing. Secondly, you go to the Christians. Why are you quoting Ibn Masood? <laughs> So note, their intention isn't veneration. Their intention is to cause confusion. So Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, they say two objections or two queries. He wasn't happy with the compilation of Uthman. Is that correct? Secondly, they say to prove this, he didn't allow his own transcription to be burnt. The command from Amir al-Bu'minin was burn anything else apart from the official recital which has been sanctioned by the state. The answer to this so-called academic objection is that in fact Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud had two grievances on the work done by Amir al-Mu'minin. So there were two things that troubled him. The first why was he not associated with the transcription of the Qur'an? So, we've discussed the most learned of the Qur'an is Ibn Masood. So, he's thinking, I wasn't even consulted. So, obviously, he fell over the, you know, he fell hurt over this. He goes, why wasn't I part of the, you know, the committee? And the second why were the other transcripts to be burned, including his? So this is another thing that he pleaded. 
He goes, okay, I understand why they need to standardize the Quran, but why do we need to burn our own, in inverted commas, our own copies of the Quran? Mm-hmm. So first of all, is this proven? And the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Imam Zuhri rahmatullah said, what Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud had a grievance over is as to why he was not given the task when he had a longer record of Rasulullah's company وسلم, than Zayd ibn Thabit. So where's this recorded? This is in Tirmidhi and Fatwal Bari, volume 9, page 16. So Imam Abu Bakr ibn Shahab al-Zukhri, one of the senior tabi'in, he said he was indeed grieved. And he was grieved, grieved that he was not given the task or to become part of the preservation of the Quran, the you know the, the blessed committee members. Or why was Zayd ibn Thabit given this? He was the Amir when Rasulullah obviously favored Ibn Masood far more senior. It was on this theme that Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Masood had said, Radiallahu. I learned and memorized 70 surahs directly from Rasulullah while Zayd ibn Thabit was still a boy playing with other boys with a tress of hair hanging over his shoulders. This is in Abu Na'im al-Hilya number 234. So now you know why he said this. He goes, I learned, so think about this. (laughs) I learned over more than half of the Quran directly from Rasulullah. So imagine he's sitting, you know, the Prophet's holding his blessed hand, and he's taught him more than half of the Quran. He goes, I learned more than half of the Quran. And when I did that, Zayd was still playing with boys. He was a child with a tress of hair hanging over, over his shoulders. So the question needs to be answered. Why did the venerable Amir al-Mu'mineen radiyallahu overlook such a senior companion for this sacred task. So this is a good question. It's a valid question. It needs to be answered. Mm-hmm. And the answer is very easy. In Fat al-Bari, volume 9, page 16, Hafiz ibn Hajar al-Skalani, he said, Rahmatullah Sayyidina Uthman radiyallahu was pleased in this connection was that the task was being done in Al-Madinah. While Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud was in Kufa at the time and a delay was not desirable. In addition, Sayyidina Abu Bakr had also entrusted the responsibility to Zayd ibn Thabit. And this was when Abdullah ibn Mas'ud was in Al Madinah. For this reason also, Uthman radiallahu thought it proper to let Zayd continue the task. How beautiful and simple. Was there any hatred in his heart? Of course there wasn't. Where was Ibn Mas'ud? Kufa. You can't, you know, no first class tickets those days. You know, you're talking a month's journey to get to Medina. Is it conceivable he would delay a month? You know, it doesn't make any sense. So that's the first reason. Geography. The second reason, even when Ibn Mas'ud was in Al-Madinah, did Abu Bakr appoint him? In the first compilation of the original Quran. No, he didn't. Abu Bakr and Umar appointed Zayd ibn Thabit. So Uthman who's sunnah is he following? 
the two sheikhs. It is also true that this stance of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud had grieved Sayyidina Uthman. Mm. It hurt him. Mm. How do we know? Mm. Hafiz Zahabi in his seer 2-435 Ta'alaba ibn Abi Malik he said I heard Amir al-Mu'mineen Sayyidina Uthman saying who can find for me an excuse with Ibn Mas'ud he was upset that he was not given the task of compiling the Quran then why did he not get upset with Abu Bakr and Umar who did not appoint him for the task for the original compilation and now whose footsteps I have followed I think about that Uthman, what was he known for? <laughs> In fact, when you say known for, he can't even use that for Uthman. He was Haya manifest. <laughs> the truest with the Haya from my Ummah is Uthman. For him to utter those words, mm-hmm. how much would it take for him to say anything untoward others? <laughs> this shows he was hurt. And he actually clarified something very interesting. He goes, I want to find an excuse for him. <laughs> but he couldn't. <laughs> he goes, can you find me an excuse for Ibn Masood? <laughs> and then he said the obvious thing. He goes, Abu Bakr and Umar appointed him. Zayd ibn Thabit. Ibn Masood had no problems. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> and now when I followed in the footsteps of the two sheikhs, he's now criticizing. <laughs> even though he's not in al Madina. <laughs> He goes, who can find me an excuse for Ibn Mas'ud? <laughs> so, yes, there was some grief with Ibn Mas'ud. Now let's turn to the second objection. The proof of the second objection that Ibn Mas'ud was not happy to burn his own compilation can be determined from the following report. So it's true. He did not want to respectfully erase his own copy. <laughs> In Hakim in his Mustadrak, volume 2, page 2 to 8, Sahih, Abu Musa and Hudayfa, they both met Ibn Mas'ud to persuade him to burn his copy. He responded, By Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I will not hand this transcript over to them. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa taught me over 70 surahs directly. Should I therefore not hand it over to them? By Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I will never give it to them. So let's look at this. So it is Sayyid Hadith, yes. Imam Hakim records it, Sayyid. So who's approached him? Two Sahab, the keeper of secrets, and Abu Musa al-Ashid, two of the senior companions. Why? Because this was a delicate matter. And they said to him, hand over your copy. And he's talking in the third person. Is I will not hand over my copy. Rasulullah told me direct. You want me to hand it over? I will never give it. From so now why? So you know we've explained. Yes, it's true. He didn't want to get rid of his own copy. Why? From this it appears that the transcript of Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Masood radiallahu was slightly different from that of Sayyidina Uthman. And so he wanted to preserve it. What was the differences? This is what they're talking about now, non-Muslims. He goes, Ibn Masood, what do you know about Ibn Masood? Just shut your mouth. Right? Ibn Masood, Christian pops out. Ibn Masood, 
It's like me quoting Paul. <laughs> what do you know about Paul? And he goes, a shaitan. <laughs> so then you think, okay, Ibn Masood. One of them said, Ibn Masood. Ibn who? Masood. MashaAllah. What? Secret service for Israelis. So anyway, maybe he was, right? So, why was there any differences in his own personal copy? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. But they basically differed only in the sequence of the surahs. <laughs> so you go to a child, what's the first surah? It's Fatiha. Here's a lollipop. What's the next surah? Bakara. Here's another lollipop. <laughs> so it's a sequence. So now if, you, if your sequence is not correct, but the Quran is preserved, is there a problem there? So you think, well, yeah, why? Because it's not the right order. But this is a personal copy. It's not meant for public consumption. If a person has his own personal copy, does it really matter? Right? He's not giving it to the world. Imam Sayyudi he reproduced the entire sequence of surahs of Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu's transcript with reference to Ibn Ashta. So the great Imam Sayyuti goes, I'll do the work. And he went through it. He found all the proofs. He goes, this is the sequence of Ibn Mas'ud's compilation. The sequence is very much different from the transcripts of Uthman. For instance, Surah Nisa comes before Surah Ali Imran. So Surah Nisa is the fourth Surah. But in Ibn Mas'ud's personal copy, it was the third Surah. And Surah Ali Imran was the fourth. Those probably, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud had learned the Quran from our beloved Messenger in the sequence adopted in his transcript. And he thus wished that this transcript should exist in that sequence. So was the Quran revealed the way we recited it? No. Rasulullah placed the verses and eventually you ended up with the surahs. Ibn Mas'ud had a great love for the Prophet so what he learned first, he put that first. The, so now, is that true what I've said? And the response is, yes. In Sayyid Bukhari, Fat al-Badi, volume 9, page 32, a man of Iraq once came to our beloved mother Sayyida Aisha, and he said, O mother of the believers, please show me your personal copy. She said, why? He replied, so I can arrange my copy <laughs> according to yours. Look what he then said. Because in our land, it is recited without any regard to its sequential order. She thereupon tactfully said, whatever part of the Quran you read first will not do you any harm. Do not worry. <laughs> So let's look at this. So this is in Sayyid Bukhari and Fat al-Bari, volume 9, page 32. So what was troubling this Muslim from Iraq? The order, the Quran's preserved. But he goes, that's not the way we recite. He goes, that surah came after. Mm. This came before. That verse, this, that. So he goes, I'm going to go to the mother of the believers. He goes, that's a clarification. So what did he say? And this is the proof in Bukhari. Please show me yours. In our land, what land? Iraq. 
Ibn Masood radiyallahu it is recited recited without any regard for the sequential order Aisha goes don't worry it's all Quran Hafiz Ibn Hajar Asqalani he commented here Rahmatullah in Fattal Bari volume 9 page 32 the Iraqi was following the recital of Abdullah Ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu and since he had not changed or destroyed his transcript, the sequence of surahs were different from those of Uthman's transcripts. And the latter sequence was better in order, I for the masses. That is why the Iraqi considered his transcript as disarranged in comparison to the transcription of Sayyidina Uthman. So now this is very interesting. Why? Why did Uthman give orders to burn? That's the point. <laughs> this is why he's a middle mu'minin. He saw the bigger picture. He knew that these personal transcripts, though the companions knew perfectly well the order, they're going to cause confusion. And didn't they cause confusion? Exactly. Why then did they not get rid of respectfully these own personal copies? The more they delayed, the more fitness was occurring. <laughs> And that's all there was to it. Now these fruit cakes to finish. What do they say? There was two different Qurans. Because Ibn Mas'ud's Quran was, was different. There was different verses, vowels, this, that, flana, tinkla. Uthman's different. And he goes, the Quran is not preserved. And they hope that you don't know, but most of us, Coronation Street, Right? You know, somebody goes, well, I don't know what you're talking about. My, my poll's done you over. So you need to explain. And he said, Ibn Masad, <laughs> the one that you're quoting, first of all, tell me five things about him. If you don't know five things about him, don't quote him as an authority. Secondly, where was he? Who was he? What was he? Tell me something. Was he an authority? Who's Uthman? Uthman. <laughs> right? They were pronouncing the names properly. Uthman. And then he goes, what's these differences? Good question. Why do you ask that question? Why are you mentioning names that you don't have no idea who these people are? Because you're, you've got a sickness in your heart. And Uthman saw straight through it. And that's why it grieved him. Because who will find me an excuse for Ibn Mas'ud? But we will continue with this further tomorrow. Inshallah. So all I mentioned today was Sayyidina Abdullah Ibn Mas'ud who's grievance over not being appointed with the task of the transcription of the Qur'an. And hopefully we've got the key details to explain what's happening here. And not forgetting, this was the fitna the Prophet was talking about. And now it's resurfaced again. You know, they haven't got anything better to do. It's resurfaced all things which have been answered, you know, over a millennia ago. Are there any questions you like us? سبحان ربي حمدي سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اشهد ان لا اله الا انت استغفرك واتوب اليك واتوب الله من الشيطان سبحان ربي كلام بالعزه اما يصفون السلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والاصل انسان الذي في الخصر الذين امنوا وعملوا الصالحات واصبحوا الحق واصبحوا الصالحات صدق الله العظيم